will we train the kings and queens of the future? Cut. Edit. Start on time. Okay, keep going, keep going. We can edit this. Go. Hey everyone, my name is Heaven Sutherland and welcome back to BMK, Business Minds Kids, where we train the kings and queens of the future. In today's episode, the lovely Maya Ford and amazing Mari, Omari Weary will be interviewing Mr. John Aylward of the CARE organization. Take it away, guys. Well, we just want to clap it up for the amazing work that you do with the CARE organization. Like Heaven said, my name is Amaya Ford and I'm Omari Weary. We will be asking you four to five questions. I will start you off with questions, and Amari will take it off from there. Thanks so, um, talking to you earlier, we see you have a bit of an accent. I really love that. Can you tell us where you're from? From London, originally. Uh, and so I started my career in London. I worked in advertising for many years. And then I was fortunate I got a job with Gap. And Gap moved me to the US. So I moved to San Francisco, first of all, for five years. And then I was in Florida for a while, and then I moved uh, to Atlanta. This is my second time in Atlanta, but I've been back for two years now. How has the change in America been with different organizations? It's interesting. America has a different work style to the UK, certainly. And I think East Coast America is quite different from West Coast America. So people in New York and on the East Coast work quite differently to people in California and on the West Coast. Um, the differences that I've noticed is New York and East Coast definitely has that faster paced culture. It's very much work hard and kind of play hard mentality that you'll see in New York. And you see that a lot in London as well. But I think New York and East Coast is even more kind of aggressive from that point of view. West Coast is like a much more um, group orientated culture. It's much more about like often larger meetings, bringing consensus. And like when you move then to Atlanta, and especially because I'm now a nonprofit in Atlanta, it's very consensus driven, which means lots of people need to agree on each decision. Um, no one wants to get kind of offended by things, and so no one likes to be surprised either. So it's about bringing the whole organization with you. Speaking of group oriented, you work for the CARE organization, and from my knowledge, the CARE organization is a humanitarian organization. Um, can you tell me how you started and where you are now? Yeah, so I started two years ago here with CARE, but before I actually officially started work with them, uh, I actually did some partnerships with them when I worked at Starbucks. So I worked at Starbucks, we did some product collections for Tivana Tea, where we gave a certain amount of money to CARE, like so um, $5 from the, from the sale of some of our products went to CARE with each purchase. And so that's how I first came to know CARE. I love their mission. And so I stayed in touch with them for a long time. And then that's when I started to do some pro bono work with them. So I used to work for free kind of for them whilst I had my other job and was doing some consulting to help them make their brand kind of better. And then that became a full-time kind of job when I started two years ago. Would you ever change your work field again? My work? Your work field. My work field? Uh, yeah, I love marketing. Because uh, I think marketing is absolutely about connecting to people and it's understanding how people think and how you can connect emotionally with consumers. Um, but I've changed sector a lot. So I worked in um, consumer goods, so for um, spot cream, for cold and flu kind of remedies. I've worked in fashion kind of brands, so Levi's, Speedo, Gap. Um, and then I've also worked in uh, food, so Starbucks, um, Tea Barnity, kind of that area. And 
I've worked in a lot of kind of retail businesses uh, before I then moved into care. But I think what connects everything has been that marketing thread of how do you talk about your product in a really simple, compelling way, and how can you connect to the most number of people and be really clear on who you want to buy your product, so what your target audience is. And that thread has gone through every single piece that I've done. Okay, I will be ending us with our last question that Omari is in heaven will take us into our quotes following Omari, me, and Lenny. So last question. If you could go back to yourself in high school, what would you tell them? What would you tell yourself? I'd tell myself in high school, I would say to uh, aim high, like have a really strong vision of where you want to be, but also be adaptable and fluid to change. Because kind of some of the best opportunities that I had were not things that I planned for, they were things that came up as opportunities, and then I grabbed them, and then that took me in a new direction. So when I had the chance to move to the US, I moved thinking I would move just for one opportunity for a short amount of time, but I've ended up being here for 10 years and building like a really great life in America. So I think whenever you get presented an opportunity, you should just grab it and run with it. All right. Okay, so I will be starting us off with a quote. Um, this is something that it's like a tradition we do after every interview. So my quote is, you can't fight hate with hate. Wait, you can't. I'm so sorry. So you can't fight hate with hate. That's, you can't fight dark with dark. You have only love, only light can do that. And you can't fight hate with hate. Only love can do that. Omari? My quote comes from a person who usually want, you wouldn't expect to give motivational quotes. She goes by the name of Cardi B. Her quote is, be humble, but stay humble. My quote is, don't wait. The time will never be right. And mine is similar to that, uh, which is like, it's never the wrong time to do the right thing, which is a Martin Luther King quote. Uh, and Care's kind of overall quote as well is fighting poverty and defending dignity, which is what Care kind of always signs off with. Um, to end our followers out, is there some way that, is there a website that we can go to if we want to make donations? You can go to care.org, uh, and you can also go to fight.care.org. So two kind of different sites you can go to to make donations and find out about our work. Remember, care.org. Well, we really all are here at the BMK family. We just want to say thank you for coming on our show. Cool. Thank you thank for having you. me again. It's great. Okay, guys. So it's heaven again. Thank you so much for watching and listening to BMK, where we train the kings and queens of the future. Bye, guys. See y'all next week. Bye. Wait. <laughs> all right. Awesome. All right, guys. How you feel about that? Your phone won't <laughs> cut off. No, oh, that's good. That's good. It keeps it going. Thank you. Hey everyone, my name is Evan Sutherland and welcome back to BMK, Business Minds Kids, where we train the kings and queens of the future. In today's episode, the amazing Maya Ford and Omari Murray will be interviewing Miss Lauren Bellamy, Miss Charlotte Strauser, and Mrs. Precious Felder. Take it away, guys. Well, we would like um, if y'all can introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Charlotte Strauser. Hi, my name is Lauren Bellamy. And I'm Precious Felder. Um, Omari will be starting you off with a question, so go ahead. Well, my first question is for Miss Charlotte. 
Chara. You said that you moved to Atlanta. Where are you originally from? I'm originally from North Carolina, where I grew up. Um, I ended up going to UNC Chapel Hill for my undergraduate degree and to Wake Forest Law School. Okay, my question is for Ms. Mrs. Felder. What challenges do you have with owning your own firm? Definitely management. Owning your own firm, you have to manage everything. You have to manage the money, the accounting, the time, the employees. You have to manage the clients. So it's a lot to do, and you definitely want some type of help. But it's definitely managing all the different areas. This question is from Isabella Mee. How is it working at Brady and the switch from working at a big corporation? That is a really good question. I really enjoy Grady because it's really fulfilling. I feel like I'm helping people, I'm helping our patients, I'm helping our employees, so that's really good. Um, it was a big switch from leaving a law firm to going to work at Grady because um, a law firm is more of a business that's centered around the lawyers. And when you go to work at a company, especially a hospital, in a hospital like Grady, everything is really about the patients and making sure that we provide really good patient care. So it's not necessarily about what's good for the lawyers or making business decisions or making money. It's really about making sure that we do what's best for the patients. My question is also for Ms. Bellamy. In our discussion earlier, you said you um, moved around in a lot of law firms. What made you choose Grady and go to a hospital? Well, I only did two law firms. Um, my first law firm um, was a really big law firm. It was a really prestigious law firm. But um, y'all are probably too young to remember, but in 2008, we had a market crash, the Great Recession. So the work started slowing down around 2010. So then I decided I needed to go work somewhere else. And um, when I was at my second law firm, Grady was a client of ours, so I just got to know the people and I got to know the kind of work that they did, and I decided that it would be a really good place, a good place for me to go, and I thought it would be a really good fit. Well, my question once again is for Miss uh, for Miss Felder. Um, what is it like when you got that first when, when you got those first two rejections? Excuse me, when you got those first two rejections. Why did that make you change? Well. Nobody likes projection. Nobody likes to be told that they're not good enough. And certainly when you get out into the workforce and you have to put out your information out there, um, it's a competition. And the minute you get a rejection letter, you feel like you, you didn't win. And nobody likes not being a winner. Um, and I'm a winner, no matter what someone tells me. So I said, you, you know what, I'm just gonna go be a winner on my own. That's why. Um, my question is for Ms. Felder also. Um, you said that you did a little of entertainment. Um, did you also? Yes, but a couple of years ago. So. Um, how was that, and how is it different from the law firm fields that you are in now? Entertainment is way more transactional, which means you deal more with contracts and business on paper, as opposed to being in the courtroom. Um, Entertainment is fun. That was my passion. I graduated law school, I'm sorry, graduated undergrad in music, and so that was more of where my interests lie. Um, so that was definitely more fun. You work with musicians, you work with artists and rappers and all the people we think are cool, um, and they're vulnerable when they come to you, so that is interesting. And then also, you work on TV and film projects, you get to see them when they're nothing, and then when they're on the big screen, you're excited because you know you had a part to play in that. So it's definitely fun. Well, my well, I have actually two questions. My first question is for Ms. Strawster. 
how has it been in your 21 years of law? Have you, what's your main change that you would want to make as a lawyer? Oh, well, uh, one of the changes that I would want to see as a family law practitioner is for us to find alternative ways besides court to resolve family differences. To me, um, uh, the challenges that arise through divorce and child custody, those aren't issues that should be resolved in the courtroom. They should be resolved through therapeutic means, through support through the family, support through the kids. So I am hoping that you're going to see in the future a move away from deciding family disputes before a judge or a jury. And my second one goes to Ms. Bellamy and Ms. Fodor. Have you, since you guys were both in entertainment, what celebrities have you all met? Well, I did it um, a couple of years ago at my second firm, and I actually did it um, kind of the converse of what Ms. Felder did. I was representing them in litigation, so um, a lot of times they would get sued. <laughs> and I actually defended um, young Jeezy in a deposition one time. So I, he, he was engaged in a business dispute, and he was deposed by the other side, and so I represented him in the deposition. Well, uh, just of who I met or who I represented, because okay. Well, I've met quite a few. Before I became a lawyer, I worked for Universal um, Music Distribution, and that was actually better than being a lawyer. But <laughs> <laughs> and there I met Young Jeezy. I met um, Fabulous. I met um, Wow. It's not coming fast enough. Swiss Beats. I met, I don't know if you all remember, um, the guy who sung, let your chain hang low, let it wobble to the floor. I can't remember him, but he had a They're listening like party. <laughs> 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 I, think that one. I don't know that one. Um, but I've represented um, groups like 112. Um, I've represented, I don't know if you all are familiar with Young Book. He's part of, well, he, at some point he was part of the Hustle Gang um, and Grand Hustle. Uh, I've also worked on TV and film projects that involve the production of from someone named Will Packer. Do you know Will Packer? No? Okay. Yeah, he yeah, did Girls sure Trip and Little. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, you meet quite a few people when you kind of go that route, for sure. All right. So um, my question is, what's the biggest impact in y'all's life that made you push for being a lawyer? Um, well, as we discussed earlier, uh, my parents divorced when I was young. Um, it, and from that moment forward, I wanted to help other moms and dads and other children get through divorce um, and not just survive it, but be better for it. Because even though your parents uh, get a divorce, you are still a family. You will always be family. Well, I wanted to become a lawyer the, um, just because I was always trying to find out information. And I wanted to be able to use the information that I found to make a good argument and to persuade people to understand why that argument or I felt that argument was correct. And that's really a lot of what being a litigator is about and being the kind of law that I practice. And for me, it was just a really good way to 
um, continue my education. When you go to law school, you learn how to do a lot of things. You learn how to think critically, and you learn how to write well, and you learn how to be persuasive. And so I think that those skills were attractive to me, especially as a woman. It allowed me to be in control of what I wanted to do and to be able to show people you know, why I could intelligently advocate my position. I agree, Ms. Bellamy. When I originally chose to go to law school, I wanted to go for the information. I wanted to continue my education and learn skills that I didn't already have. Um, but what absolutely influenced me to be a lawyer is realizing that I could help people. And that's why I have so many different practice areas because that's what comes to my office. It's just people who just want help from anybody. So that's definitely why I chose to be a lawyer. Well, this is the final <clears throat> question before we go to quotes. Um, as women and as the rise of the 2019 Me Too movement, like, have you all encountered any cases like that? So I practice employment law as well, and so that is the big wave right now in employment law is um, harassment and discrimination. And so I think people are feeling more empowered now to let you know when they feel like they have been harassed or discriminated against, whereas before they were not saying much about it. So it's definitely empowering people, and if you look at the type of claims that are being brought forth, um, there's a, a big movement, and I think it's letting people know and they're more comfortable about talking about it. Okay, Heaven will lead us in quotes and then we will just go down the row. Okay, so my quote is from Martin Luther King and it says, darkness cannot fight darkness, only light can do that. Hate cannot fight hate, only love can do that. Uh, well, my favorite quote is Winston Churchill's never, ever, ever give up. Well, my favorite quote is going to be from the book of Luke in the New Testament, to whom much is given, much is required. One of my favorite quotes are, don't wait because the time will never be just right. One of my favorite quotes is, if you cannot do great things, do small things in a great way. One of my favorite quotes, which is has a lot to do with you all being um, female lawyers and working so hard, is I might be, I might be. I may be down nine times, but I get up ten. All right. Yeah. Well, passing it back to you, Evan. Okay, guys. That was today's episode of BMK, Business Minds Kids. Hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you so much for all of you lovely ladies coming out today um, and taking time out of your business schedule. Thank you a lot. Um, have a nice day. Everybody, everybody, business minds, get back there and take a picture.